freedom and censorship can't exist in the same world. And that's true whether it's the government or private corporations who do the censoring. Hi, I'm Ron Coleman, and welcome to the Coleman Nation podcast. It's a show where I sit down with guests to discuss the future of free expression and thought in our interconnected world. Here, we will focus on issues involving social media, cancel culture, and free expression that everybody who cares about ideas or freedom should be wrestling with. Talk about guests that need no introduction. I'm not gonna introduce Kurt Schlechter, it's just wrong. And we don't need an introduction. I mean, I'm gonna to have to at some point talk about his book. He'll talk about his book. But Kurt and I, were, we're just we're cutting up here. We're bothering Jeremy Corr, our producer, my producer. And that's just, that's just waste. That's just waste. It's, you know what we said in the Bible. That was waste of gold, man. We had, we had gold material. And that's just, I mean, what people didn't see was amazing. I mean, well, I'm sure what they see will be remarkable too. Well, the director's cut of, of our work is always what the, what the collectors are, are seeking. Kurt, how the hell are you doing? You had a busy day already. I, I got up at 1 a.m. California time. I drove down to Orange County. I did uh, Hugh Hewitt's show, came back, did a hit in the car, prepped for a major summary judgment, cross motion for summary judgment our, our argument tomorrow. Wait, what, what'd you do in the car? A bong hit? What did you... uh, a, a radio hit. Oh, I thought you, okay. I thought, then I thought maybe you were saying you hid in the car. Yeah, because I, I don't know what your immigration status is, but I know that they're really cracking down. Exactly. Yeah, right? I'm a did another I, okay. I'm an illegal uh, non-alien. That is that's where we're heading. Yes. Funny you should put say that. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. ha. Yeah. Right. And then yes. when, then you prepared for a motion, which you won. Uh, well, I I don't have it till tomorrow. Oh, but okay. I had this thick of stuff. Cross motions. You, you prepared. And it's one for of those cases tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time management is my secret, Ron. I fill up every moment. And I had, between the time I took my wife out for a, 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 to a diner for a cheeseburger for lunch, she went off to do her hair, I went to pick up the kid. And when I had to drop him off somewhere, I actually got to go pick him up as soon as we're done here. Uh, uh, I, I sat down and read one of the six pleadings. Actually, there's like 12 pleadings, because I just believe in carpet bombing. You know, you do. I, I, I sent objections. I, I, I don't want them to know where my main attack's coming, at, at ah, least in this case. That's interesting. Uh, on that the is, other hand, yesterday I wrote a summary adjudication motion. It took me about five hours, and it was very narrow, very short. I think four facts. So there, you're saying that there's a, there's, a place for, there's a place for shock and awe. Yes. And, and there's a place for the laser, like... Yeah, talk, absolutely. This is, this is litigator talk, folks. This yeah, is, yeah. You might have tuned into the wrong podcast. No, we they, try not to do there is the right podcast. It's just they may have their head in the wrong space. That's right. So, they, but, I, but you know, actually, we're worth this is well over a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars an hour of time that you and I are giving up to these people. So, they ought to be grateful. They are grateful. They're grateful and they're sending me money for that reason. I'm really? not suggesting you want some. Oh, you're getting cash out of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. baby. I no, love no. that. No, I, I don't. I don't know. You know, working guys like us, we can't have tip jars and stuff like that. Monetize pay. AF. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> well, you're selling. I got books. my locals call. I got my locals page, man. I, I love people there. Oh, yeah, I bet. 
Are you, yeah. you're, you're doing local? You're, I got you, locals. You're retreating from the main. Uh, no, supplementing. supplementing. I, I need, I need a place for all things Kurt because I have so many different streams. And I, I need to I need to put it all in one place, and locals does that. What are all and I Kurt? Tell us all the uh, Kurt things: uh, articles, books, appearances, media things. I mean, I did an hour with Gorka today, which I ended up talking about my life. Which was, was that the one that we hit in the car? Uh, no, that was Austin Peterson at like oh. uh, Paducah, Kentucky, or something. We can you make know? fun of him. There's like no chance that he's listening to this. Yeah, it's like a, it's hey. like I black out. I black out Kentucky. Oh, hey, Kurt, can you do a hit with Gibo and the Boner on the Minot City Morning Zoo? <laughs> I'm yeah, selling sure. books. The answer is always I'm yes. A, I, I, well, I'm always, but if I don't know the people now, I've gotten to check because I don't want to get in the, like the morning stormtrooper roundup, with, <laughs> you know, with their Fuhrer und Fritzi. <laughs> Hi, Kurt, we want to get on, you in here, get your take on the Jewish question. <laughs> the JQ. Fuck. The JQ. Is that a thing? Yeah, I don't know. Q is bad. You've managed to make Q a million times worse. Oh, we make it the worst. Oh, we do it. God. Oh, it's not your fault. No, hardly. Hardly, except that everything is awful, of course. I like that Fritzy Underfuhrer on you the like Stormtrooper. That's actually hilarious. Did you? Is, is that a fresh riff right there? Yes. Okay. Yes, you're I, getting, I just you're getting the, improv. I want the audience to know that you're not the kind of guy who pats himself on the back. You're just amazed that you just came up with that. I was a right stand-up. I was a stand-up. Look, I was telling, drop, drop names. I was telling Dennis Miller, this is my Sudoku. You know, other people do crosswords. I try to figure out things that are funny, that amuse me. I try and take like references. They're very obscure. You have to think about, then you have to think about them apart. Then you have to think about them together. And it's like, it, 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 it's, it's like putting huh. together a great brief. So that's what Steve Martin said, was that hum, he, he believed that, believes that humor is the, the unexpected juxtaposition of things. Yes, yes, in a way no one's ever done it before. And you're smiling because you're, partly because it's fine, partly because you're happy you got it. You know, you're like, oh, man, maybe I'm not so dumb. I was, at, I was, listening, to, I was listening to Jerry Seinfeld on, on the way down there at one o'clock in the morning, usually I listen to Roman history. I just happened to listen to an interview with Seinfeld. It's fascinating Ooh, how he was talking people? about his, he was talking about his me uh, method and how he, how he did things. And he's, his was very hard work. He would sit and work straight for two hours. Mine's totally different, but you got to do, you know, your own thing. And what's his approach towards, you know, litigation i mean does he believe in the razor uh, he he, he finds the, the most expensive lawyer and then take it <laughs> pays him through with his pocket change <laughs> would you love yeah. to be seinfeld's lawyer oh my gosh that i would think be it, amazing well, among all celebrities that's probably someone whose lawyer i would enjoy being because i understand that he's actually a pretty nice guy he seemed to be a very nice guy and just very uh, uh focused super professional i love professionals now, comics are not professional. You know, I was a stand-up for a while, like I said. And I had a real job. And I had a real wife. So Arena became Mother Hen. And I would be the guy who always ended up driving comics like the Bakersfield or wherever we'd be doing a set. And they'd be going, you know, be like, yeah, I got evicted again. And 
I couldn't find my shoes, so I'm wearing two different shoes. In other words, you were an adult among the comics. I, I was I was the adult. Yeah, I, but I like that. I was the guy when we when me and my buddies were in Spain, you know, at age 23 or something. I was the guy who would line them up and go, "Okay, does everyone have his passport? Let me <laughs> see your passport." Okay, Kenny, that's not your passport. That's a, a, a thong. <laughs> your passport is like a little buck it's not lacy so that would be you know i was i was i've always been the organized guy and people people seem to think if you're organized you're not quote-unquote fun you know what i think is not fun you know trying to find your freaking passport when everybody wants to leave that's, that's not fun that's one good example of not fun not finding your your any number of things is not fun. My, I, my, Mrs. Coleman, the, the renowned writer and attorney and um, mother hen herself, uh, she's in charge of organization. And she can't uh -huh. believe that I have, that, that I practice law at what's considered to be a fairly respectable level because- Yeah, kinda, you're my lawyer. <laughs> all right, but even respect, respectable, I mean, I like- yeah. <laughs> Because she's so, she's so well organized and she has such a work ethic and i'm more like the comics i think that you were you know waking up you know to come on the the, the van is leaving she said to me when we were first going out because she's so we're both recent law school graduates and and she's how much she loves coffee and i said at the time i i don't i don't i don't i don't drink coffee i really don't like coffee she said uh what do you what do you do when you have something we got to stay up really, really late, and something's due. I said, "Go to, I go to sleep." She just couldn't, couldn't believe that I had gotten through, you know, seven years of decently fancy higher education with such, such a work ethic. I learned to, I learned, I learned to drink coffee though. Yeah, well, it's, you got to be flexible. Yes, and you got to find a system that works for you. I like, I'm a weird combination: military guy, stand-up comic weird Californian suburban kid. I got all these things going on. I, I think though that case, and the whole lawyer thing, it gives me this weird uh, resume. So I can get in a lot of conversations. People normally wouldn't, they'd be like, ah, Kurt, Kurt just made a mom joke. Yeah, but he's a graduate of the war college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and therefore, and therefore you have to laugh at. Uh, yeah, or he'll, he'll kill you. You see, the thing is, you know, reservists should be from every walk of life. And they are, especially in California. I literally gave a guy a weekend off. He comes up to me and he goes, sir, I got a partisan extra in a biker zombie movie. And I was like, oh, congratulations. All right, well, we'll see you next drill. Oh, sure. That, because that you, a, I mean, I mean that's, that's a total Californian thing. Of course, you uh, got to, you know, you got you to, that could be the big break he's been waiting for. Yeah, and that young specialist became... Reeves. <laughs> well, Whoa. you know, but you know, you you talk about being a lawyer and having this this esoteric resume. You know, I, there is a there's a very very thin slice of people like that who have creative outlets and who write books and who, yeah, and then there's the ninety percent of lawyers who. Are, think about it who are who are or no no i, I wish you were 90 percent. that at least you'd have some interesting conversations that's during true. breaks on depositions no, mostly what you get is talk you know talks about ski trips uh and, you know and, and those are the, the lawyers with money right 
you're you and I hit it off because we're both in that minority of people who practice yeah. law and who are litigated. See, I don't know if there are corporate people. I don't, I don't know, know any corporate are. people. Okay, that's true. You probably let's say, but I, I think it's litigators who uh -huh. tend to have these esoteric interests. Yeah, uh, they're curious because if you're a litigator, I've learned so much. I know almost everything there is to know about cars. I uh, know about uh, computer parts. I know uh, I'm learning about heart valve uh, uh, miraculous uh, equipment that can sew up your heart from the inside. I mean, you just learn these things, you know, doing depots, working with experts that right. you never thought. I didn't know construction. I didn't know what flashing was. It, it has nothing to do with pants. Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, you just it, that that was that, that has been the most interesting thing. I do try not to do any depots, though. Uh, my attention span has decreased to such a, uh, a that I and I've got a lot of associates who need to because I've done a few, right? Right. You guys go do that. Frankly, I think they do better depots than me because they know exactly what I'm going to want, whereas I'm not quite sure. Well, preparation preparation <laughs> yeah. is really really important for depositions, but I do like doing them, and I like doing them in as third as much time as my adversaries take to do the. Oh, I love that. Equivalent. And they're wondering what's my what, what's he doing? What's what's the game? Yes. And, I, and believe it or not, I'm not asking the witness where he went to high school, or whether. What? He's what's your favorite color? What's your what's, second favorite color? <laughs> Are there any medications that you might be taking today that might result in your uh, completely lying through your teeth? No, I lie through my, this is New York practice. I lie through my teeth every this time. This is I normal. Down I don't need a drug. What are you saying? <laughs> Kurt, Kurt, our country's melting down. You and I, we're, we're cutting up like a couple of tumblers in the Catskills. Tumblers in the Catskills, you're the best. I, I am. So I always wanted to be part of the Catskill thing. We want to go it. to camp. That would have been great. Oh, you would have been brutal. You would have been, you would have not known what <sighs> that was going on. Jewish sports, man. Okay. Jewish, just Jewish sports. That's those, just let those words sink. Two in, words, right? Jewish sports. Let me just, what? What? Gotcha. what is, what's with Schlichter? No one even tries to guard him anymore. <laughs> so, Slichter, I hardly knew her. <laughs> <laughs> you see, your Gentile friends don't make jokes. You can't make jokes like that with them. No, no, you can't. So look, the country is melting down. We're having a lot more. The country, and we're having, we're having like the more. Here we are. We're gonna. We're, the world is turning to Coleman and Schlichter to solve all these problems, and we're and and it's just not stop ribaldry. Well, look, for, you know, I, I but we have all I, these private conversations that are in very yeah. hushed tones and where we're using code words because we're assuming the NSA is listening to us. Always. What are we going to do, Kurt? Uh, we're first of all, we're going to stay optimistic and we should stay optimistic. Correlation of forces is in our favor. Our opponents are weak and they're stupid and they're venile and they uh, they are unaccomplished people. I don't under you know, what, what distinguishes our ruling class right now, which you and I, although we are lawyers and fairly affluent and respectable positions, I don't think that we really identify with the ruling class. We could if we chose to. Nor they with us, more importantly. Nor, nor they with us. But look at, look at them. We have a group of people in World War II, the 40s. We had a ruling class that beat the Depression, beat him. 
pretty good achievements. 60s, they, they changed America through the civil rights movement. They uh, uh, put a man on the moon. The, the ruling class now, their achievements, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, Iraq, Wall Street, and Grinder. This is an, un- I mean, these are just not accomplished people with, with rare, uh, rare exceptions. They're just bad at what they do. They are, I, I think of them as cultural trust fund babies. They didn't build any of this. They inherited it by going to the right school. Okay, they were handed it. Do you know any third generation Kennedy who's not a drug addicted loser? I mean, really, no, I mean- That it's is just, not something to wish on your children. No, it is not, it's a horrible thing. But the fact is uh, uh, the, the greatness of uh, a generation's decline. Roman history, or at least the empire part, is largely a story of lesser sons of greater fathers. And a lot of fathers weren't too great to start with. I mean, they're not all Marcus Aurelius, okay? A lot of them are, you know, <laughs> Flavius or whoever the hell. Hell, you don't even know their damn names. They're just well, losers. But, well, think of, I mean, you know, Nero, one of, yep. you know, one of your greatest hits of emperors. I mean, what a, what a waste case. And this was a guy yeah. who, had, who really had all this talent, but he, he wanted... He, you know, he wanted to get in touch with his feelings. Yeah, he was, uh, I mean, he, Tiberius, for instance, who became a bizarre uh, murderous pervert, was actually a very great general and a serious guy. Uh, you know, after, I, it, it's strange, there's like 70 or 80 Roman, official Roman emperors till, uh, uh, till uh, the last one, Romulus. And the first one, Augustus, is the greatest. And that's, it was all downhill for like 400 years. That's kind of mind boggling. Now, of course, he, he, he set kind of a standard. I mean, he was uh, uh, not a nice guy, but uh, uh, a remarkable, but it was just, As Roman you know, things decline. Yeah, things decline and they decline faster now than they did then because everything uh, happens faster. Now. Yes, uh, things can happen with remarkable speed. So you have people who lack brains, they lack wisdom which I think uh, is obviously an entirely different thing, but also important. They also, they lack wisdom so much, Ron, they don't believe there is such thing as wisdom, which- That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, because what are the sources of wisdom? Sources of wisdom are not natural intellect. Nope. They're not who your parents are, what your last nope. name is, where you went to school. They are experience. Yes. Judgment. Yes. Um, a, a sense of forbearance. Yes. Imagine forbearing from what you actually want right oh, now. Oh yes, and training. I mean, you look. And I, work I, hard. Work. Look, I'm not. I'm not Joe Church, but I do read a. Uh, I read a book of the Bible every night because I promised a chaplain I'd do that. Like I said, I'm working my way through the uh, 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 Old Testament right now, and you read Proverbs, and there's a lot of stuff in there that you're like, I don't really understand. My, I have to do what was she? But. Uh, you know, I it wander, doesn't wander, say that in Proverbs. Water, no, it's like wander, you know, guide the sheep that uh, you know, uh, leaves at dawn. I don't quite know what that is. Well, being but a, shepherd, a lot of stuff that's really smart or really wise because it understands people. Well, you and you're like, in, yeah, keep in mind that that Moses was a shepherd, David was a shepherd. Oh, I the, forgot the, Moses the, was a shepherd, he was the, a shepherd. The patriarchs it? were shepherds, so being a shepherd gives you a lot of time to think well who who were the guys who attended to jesus so we'll we'll just as i did with my daughter uh she went to the uh, uh chabad preschool we just added jesus and she killed it in old testament <laughs> at uh, vacation bible camp but no i i mean the, the, the 
the, the whole shepherd thing is shepherd thing is huge in the nativity huge who caught who comes and attends to jesus it's yeah kings but shepherds too so that that that, that meaning is there and i don't think it's just symbolism i think it's i think it's important if yes. you know what to look for and right. hopefully they're, you're wise enough to know what to look for they're, they're not heads of they're not heads of agencies they're not no. think they're not uh, in, uh, have chairs of think tanks uh, they're not influencers they're not influencers at all they're not influencers hi <laughs> i'm mike i'm a shepherd and an influencer check me out on instagram uh, you know i got a great scene of me and gamora it's killer, uh, you know. Kinda, there will not be a sequel. Got a little tough. By the way, you want to hear my favorite joke I ever wrote? Yes. My favorite joke I ever you wrote. You really set yourself up here now. It is It is the my favorite joke I ever wrote. It's... Uh, Man walks into a bar. Well, close. It's, uh, guys, we all know what happened in Sodom. What happened in Gomorrah that's so bad no one will ever talk about it? And that is the joke. That is the joke. It's, it's so funny bad. as hell, and it's funny. It's so bad that we don't even want to talk about Gamora. Exactly. Exactly. Sodom fronting for Gamora. Bingo. I just, I, I, I really it. find that amusing. I'm gonna I told use, it to I'm, Mike Huckabee. I'm going to use that. You could, you could use that, but credit me. You also said something, though. This is Methodist, I know. He's hilarious. <laughs> in this, in this, in this prepackaged thing that you said, this burst of, of, of political insight that you let loose a couple of seconds ago. Uh -oh. One of the other things you said was that a number of things is, are on our side. Yes. There's a real tendency. We know that, you know, as a, as a military man of the, of the disastrous mistake that is made when you underestimate. Oh yes. You despise your enemy. You and I've just spoke, yes. spoken about that before despising yep. your enemy, but there's there's a much more common problem, especially among people who are um, politically inclined and have some sense of idealism in them, which is they overestimate the 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 the, the, the forces of their enemies and the advantages yes. of their enemies, and fail to recognize what a good situation they themselves are in because. Everything's yep. not going their way, and they're only feeling the pain of the things that are falling apart. Yeah, I think you and I have the uh, the advantage uh, that, that we're litigators. You ever had a perfect case? If you did, you had it for ten minutes because then you settled <laughs> it for a million bucks. I got a really good case tomorrow. I'm spending all my time thinking about it from the other side, figuring out their best arguments and how I counter. Because there, you know, my my person during deposition said some things that can be twisted. I don't think it's going to kill me, but I'm going to have to have an explanation. Nothing perfect. You have to look at it realistically. Don't panic. Don't overestimate. Don't underestimate. Try and be, you know, keep the vibe like this. And and that includes therefore knowing, recognizing that not every ally is allies are not the same as you. Nope. But no. if they're on allies your side. If they're on your side, in most situations, you're going to have to, there's going to be moments where you're going to have to close your eyes and count on them to be there because that's the plan. You might yeah. have contingency plans. I mean, there's a problem on the right is this, the sniping. And again, I'm, I'm you, neither one of us. That's just human is, nature. It's feel good guys. You know, we're not about, you know, kumbaya. It's human nature. And, but part of it is also 
We're never going to win because the bad guys, they always get away with murder. Oh, God, I hate that so much. I'll, I'll tell you, I... There are I I, I, I have a, I have some friends who are pessimistic and they will tell me we're doomed we're screwed and I just want to say I, I don't want to listen to it because it's so because my job is not to lose my job is to find a way to win and if you start out if the presumption you're going to lose I don't have a job uh, but it, it it drives me nuts it really it like bothers me it grates on me when people are too pessimistic because I don't know where to go with that oh yeah we're screwed we're done. Okay. How about when people well, respond to it? It's easy. I'm going to go watch Netflix. How often do you get the response on, on Twitter? It's not going to matter anyway. All the time. Oh, they've, they've got the electoral, unless we fix the elections, whatever that means, we're, we're never going to win. Um, there were, okay. I, I, I have to tell people there were six major urban areas where there were election problems. Uh, the lack of preparation. Uh, was staggering. I blame Trump. He's the commander. It's his fault. Yes, I know people lied to him. He's the commander. It's his fault. I walked into Nevada and you and I were talking offline uh, uh, back channel about this stuff. I walk into Nevada at the invitation of Rick Brunel, you know, kind of a litigator, non-election guy. I walk in and I meet the lawyer the Republicans had in one of these six states. His name was Jesse. Good lawyer. Had a nice dog. Uh, a lawyer. And uh, they asked me, what do we need to win? And I said, you, I, I sat down and I, I told them, which is essentially a major law firm to make a major commitment at six figures a day. And they're like, well, we, 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 we don't want to do that. You, you just told me we're going to do everything we have to to win. That is the beginning of winning. Well, we can't do that. Okay, so you work, aren't going to do everything you have to to win. You're going to do a few things and lose. And uh, there was no preparation of the battlefield. Oh, uh, a lot of stuff. My God, I what, sometimes the reason, when, uh, folks. Jesus. The reason Kurt's pointing this out is not to double down on the pessimism. It's to say why we should be optimistic. In other words, we didn't have to lose. No, we didn't. Kurt and I were on the phone on November fifth. He was yeah. on the way, which it looked at the moment like you were on. The, you ended up in Nevada, right? Yeah, I ended up in Vegas. In the course of that conversation, I think I was the beginning of the conversation. I was driving to the airport to go to, to go to a Wisconsin. But by the time we hung up, I was going back to Philadelphia. This, there was no, no sense whatsoever of command. No, no planning. command and control. Who, 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 who was in command? What's the chain of command? Who had, I had, look, there were good talented people. I had a person who could handle logistics, but only for us, right. uh, I took over operations. I wasn't lawyering. I was saying, you, you and you, your future operations, you go over there and you're figuring this out. Your research, you go over there, you do that. Um, I was more colonel than I was, uh, you know, counsel. Hey, I like that, colonel versus counsel. Um, it didn't have to be that way. I mean, it's not hard to plan an operation, but they simply didn't do it. And Harmy and the Democrats sure as hell did. Harmy was onto this. She knew it was coming. She 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 desperately had put in her, you know, her suggestions to do it differently. But um, cronyism, Kurt and Coleman, counsel and Colonel, conclude that cronyism canceled. Uh, our yeah, constitutional was, republic. Yeah, it was a it, it was a disaster. Major proportions. It didn't have to be. You need a comprehensive campaign beginning months and months out. Uh, 
and and they allowed things to happen like they 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 allowed major law firms to get taken out uh, of the picture where what you what you really need is hi this is Mitch McConnell let me talk to the managing partner listen dipshit if you ever want a freaking contract from anyone who's Republican again you're going to get on board now I don't care what your transgender uh yeah you. CC partner says, you better come across or you're freaking done. If only lose for, our number. And, only, I, and I'm going to call your clients and tell them they better lose yours. Get in the game. And we know the names of the firms that that should have been done to. Yes, yes, we do. But I don't, I don't have a big Jones today to well, talk about. Uh, day by day. <laughs> so uh, in the remaining, in the time remaining available to us. So, so what some guys, what Kurt and Coleman are saying is, let's try doing it right. Yes. The, the people out there who are, who want to be pessimistic. See, you look like, you look smart if you're pessimistic. You like, well, you oh, look you cool. See, right, you're cool. you're not one of those sunny side people. Right. You get, you get, and, and you don't have to prove anything. Because, exactly. oh, we're going to lose. Well, how do you prove that? Now, you can ask me, look, if I say, hey, we got good things good, you got a right to go, well, what do you think is good? Well, this, this and this and this are good. Uh, I, I would like to see, among other things, a legal battle plan done up early, properly funded uh, with the people we need uh, either enlisted or terrorized into backing us. Uh, and I, I, I mean not playing. I mean... Listen, dipshit, I will call every one of your clients we're attached to, and I will screw you. And your book of business will become a freaking paperback. So we are not effing around. You're playing ball, and you better freaking do it, and you better do it right now. How important is fighting back against cancel culture before the election? Oh, very important. Making that happen. Well, remember, cancel culture doesn't affect conservatives. Because you can't be canceled. You create a life where... It doesn't matter. I can't be canceled. Whether they're going to do a town hall and say, get rid of your best guy. It's the guys who haven't taken a position or liberals who are really subject to it. Uh, and that's just a function of time. Now, we don't have access to some of these institutions, which is why we're kind of creating our own. Uh, you and Harmeet have created your own law firm uh, that provides a huge alternative to a lot of these other folks. And you guys are able to do things they're not. I mean, holy cow, every time I see a giant victory, it's you guys. I mean, what you guys did in support of Larry Elder, I was like, I, I, that was great. I didn't know the that case. Was, I mean, neither that's I, a California case, but that was great. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I walked, uh, you know, I heard about it. I was like, ah, he's done. And then you guys turned it around and I read how they did. I was like, holy cow, those are great arguments. That's really good. So there's top notch stuff out there. It's not just, it, it's not just lawyers. Uh, we have top notch media. Julie Kelly, for instance, uh, oh, is the is she only firing one. On, is she firing Who is an old she? Jet? You know, right. is she it, right. was she in the New York Times? That's what the New York Times should have been. Twenty years. If that was uh, Black Panthers in 1975, rotting in uh, a DC jail, you know, it, 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 the Washington Post or New York Times would have a Julie Kelly blowing the lid off it. And I, I and you know, frankly, Republicans need to be slapped around for not uh, uh, not fighting back over that thing. Uh, I I wouldn't mind seeing uh, uh, McConnell go stand out in front of the D.C. says, "Well, this is an abomination." He's not going to do it. Of course, that's not quite his not style. style. No, that's not, not his style. style. And, and there uh, is a difference between conservative style. I mean, another thing yes. that that the typical yeah. ankle biter 
replier on Twitter doesn't get is that we can't use their playbook. It's their playbook. Our doctrine yeah. is different. We, we've got to do it our way. But we, yeah. but we, we should passies about it. No, we shouldn't arbitrarily take techniques off the table. And we also need to understand, you know, uh, keep going to McConnell. There's no one better at him, than him at doing what he does. Yes, when he wants to, when he's motivated. Yeah, it drives me crazy. But boy, boy, can he snip him in a second? Oh, jeez. That guy is good. Cold as ice. He's cold as ice. He's a stone killer. Yeah. Uh, and then you guys got guys like uh, uh, Mitt Romney, who's absolutely useless. I mean, he breaks from Candy Crowley. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be the. Uh, he's the uh, edgy, hardcore businessman. He's a pushover. You forget he's like a second generation guy, right? He didn't build it. His dad did. Yeah, that's right. Oh. I do think, though, that we, can, you know, we can't get canceled, but the, the fact that there's all this stuff going on with censorship, and remember, that's kind of yeah. my theme, so I'll come back to it. No, no, yeah, censorship's a little different than cancellation, but... I think it matters. It does. And the reason it matters is not only for the obvious reasons, but that it bespeaks a, 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 a corroboration of our hypothesis, which is that they recognize, even if we don't recognize, that they're in a lot of trouble. They're in yes. a world of trouble. You wouldn't be afraid of, of effective conservative voices if you thought you had it completely in, you know, in the lockdown at this point. They don't, and they won't. Hmm. That's, that's why they have to talk about misinformation. It got so bad two weeks ago, every single guest on my podcast has to hear about this, that the ACLU came out this week and said, Guys, there, there's a limit. He said to the Biden administration, there's a limit to how far we're, gonna, we, we're going to go along with you on your working with, with um, social media platforms uh, to tell them what to take down. Calling something misinformation when you're the government isn't a cool thing. Now that's, that's problematic, as, as our liberal friends would say. <laughs> It's it's a kind of um, not using your words. It's a kind of using your government coercion. Oh, it's a, it's terrible. And they first of all, they're dumb. They don't understand. They don't understand a problem. And even if they did, it wouldn't matter because it's an emergency. It's misinformation. But but you don't understand. It's not censorship. See, it's misinformation. So it's yeah. okay. An entire generation of of adults is out there repeating this formulation that you just said, which is that they actually believe that f even if something were, remember, Kurt, misinformation is, a, is basically a made, made up word. There's disinformation. Yes. And there's being misinformed. Yes. Which is usually on the part of the person who's misinformed an erroneous state of being. Yes. I've been misinformed. Disinformation is an active lie. Propaganda. You know, it's a, it's a misinformation was made up very recently as a way of making not being correct sound like an act of radical. Or, or, or being correct, but not within the narrative. Well, that, but that's the next step. That's for sure. That, oh, but I mean, okay. let's say, for example, let's talk about Pizzagate, for example, all right? Uh -huh. There was a lot of speculation, the whole Pizzagate thing from years ago when some people, you know, went 
there were people, no one told anyone to go, in, to go into the place with a gun, all right? But short of that, there were a lot of people doing a lot of speculation. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. And they were misinformed. It's not clear to me that they ever had an agenda to make fools out of themselves, but that was misinformation. It was, but it wasn't disinformation. There was no propaganda purpose there, as far as I can tell. We're now living in an environment where, where narratives, other people can get stuff wrong on the right and on the left. Yeah. But only one side has to ever acknowledge it. Well, that's true. Remember, the key for the uh, ruling class is lack of ac uh, accountability. And I, I tie ruling class and left. It's almost interchangeable. It, it pretty much is. And, uh, you know, somehow you, you talk about having a locals uh, set up now. Mm -hmm. People are forming these. There are two things that have to happen, right? You, you, people have to have their retractable you know, tower where they can still uh -huh. continue to do their things. Podcasting is one of those things. Yep. Now it's true that there comes a point where your podcast can be taken off, you know, the major podcast distributors. I haven't seen a lot of that. There have been noises about the unfettered nature of podcasting. And I know it's terrible. We need more fetters. Uh, but yeah, you also I... have to stay up, but you also have to stay until they, until they kick us off dragging and screaming. We do have to stay on the major platforms. We, 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 need, to be, we need to be there. Well, I, I think more and more conservatives are getting woke to this. There is such thing as overplaying your hand. Now, if you're going to you know, toss off an Alex Jones, people can laugh it off. But then you toss off somebody that somebody's reading, and he's a senator, suddenly he starts thinking about it. And then his, your constituents start saying, hey, what's going on? Suddenly there becomes it becomes a little more urgent. And I... You know, I, I think the social media guys who are not the best socialized people, most of them have never been in a fist fight. Uh, That's the test they, of social life. Yeah, they they uh, they may they may well find out that uh, uh, regulations on the way, and not like the good regulation that they can regulatory capture. It's like regulation they don't wait. Wait a minute, hold on. I can't. They can sue me. You're gonna let because you know regulatory capture. What you want to do is give money to bureaucrats, then you own the bureaucrats. If you regulate through consumer lawsuits, now you got a bunch of hired guns out there who are all looking to screw you. ADA model. Imagine an ADA for social media. Or at least social media over a certain size. Hey, you have more than oh, 100,000 right. uh, uh, right. members in your thing? Oh, man, they got you. They got Kurt. Oh, my, uh, I got a little call from work. I'm going to have to get back to him in a couple minutes. Well, maybe you're going to do that because we, we, we are actually actually in the red zone now. Anyway, Kurt, okay. you've, been a, you've been an incredible guy here as usual, the cut-ups, the, the comedy, the, 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 the insights. We always have fun, you and I, and some of our discussions have, uh, off the record, have been the stuff of which truly great podcasts are made, but this will be a decent enough one for the price, I think. Well, I, I, I certainly hope so. I've had a good time. All right. Thank you. Oh, wait a minute. Mention the book, please. we got to push. Oh, it. the book is called The Split. It's a conservative action novel. It's got guns, liberal batching, more guns, some crocodiles. It's a lot of fun. I have a great time writing them. And uh, I sell a boatload of the things. It got to 42 on all of Amazon. On all of Amazon. 42. I know this guy. I know this guy. I know. I'm amazing. All right. See ya.
Adios. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you for listening to the Coleman Nation podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. If you like the show, please rate it five stars and leave a review. For more information, please visit the show's website at coleman-nation.com. That's coleman-nation.com. Or you can visit my blog at likelihoodofconfusion.com. Join us next time on the Coleman Nation podcast and have a great day.